lot of fun. Okay, today's Daf Daf Samach Gimel, and Masechus Yavam is page sixty-three, and we pick up on the uh, we'll call it the third line, which is the uh, acronym for the various topics that we're going to be discussing. Today's daf, although we're going to go on a few different tangents, but it's going to be primarily about the male-female relationship, particularly in marriage. And again, going back to the interesting idea of how Hashem created the world is that all animals were zachar in the cave of bara, besides for humanity. Humanity, HaKadosh Baruch, made only the zachar. And we'll try to focus in as much as we can uh, on the deeper meaning of the Gemara, the application of what we could take with us at the same time trying to make it through the daf. So here we go. Simon Isha Vikarka Ezer Zaishte Habrachas Tagare Pichse. All right, this the way to remember each sugya that we're about to go through, each topic, is by using those words. Woman, land, Ezer is a helper, Zos this, stay two, Brechos. Okay, and we're going to see these once you learn the Gemara and you go back to this. It's mamish going to be like, oh, it's the whole sugi. You know, they say a fascinating thing before we even start the daf. The Vilna Gain at the end of his life, he only learned, he only would keep a chumash with him because all of Mishnayis, Gemara, Halacha, everything, once you know it, goes back to the Torah Shabbat So when he would read one letter of Torah. He had the entire shas there at time. He didn't need to crack any other book. He had everything with him over here. So that's what the Gemara is trying to help us do. Like just take one word and remind us of this entire sugya. All right, here we go. Be it as it may, says the Gemara. Amar Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says, Kol Adam Isha. A person who does not have a wife, Adam, is not considered a complete person. Shinamar Zachar Unekeva Baram Vayikra as Shema Adam. HaKadosh Baruch who made male and female. And once he made male and female, once he made female for male, he called them Adam. The famous Shevabrachas joke, yeah? Uh, uh, what happens? Uh, before a man gets married, he thinks he's complete. Then he gets married and he's finished. Something like that. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> All right, here we go. Viyama Rebbe Lazar. And Rebbe Lazar says, Call Adam Shane like Karka. A person who does not own real estate, Eino Adam, also has not taken part pri- uh, properly, so to speak, as a man in this world. Shen- what does that mean? Shenemar, Hashamayim Shamayim Lashem, the heavens were given to Hashem, Fa'aretz Nosan Levene Adam, and the land was given for man to work to its fullest. Now, there's m- many explanations of what this means, but to keep it just in the simple way, our job in this world, is to take karka, to take that which is actual physical and relate to it in a way that's holy. So a person who does not have karka, like, you know, karka really over here is defining an element of stability. Okay? It's like, there's, it's, it's kind of like a, a connection to what the world is in its truism. To give a little bit of a, a, a more nuanced understanding of this, there's a medrash. The medrash says that, the re, that Avram Avinu asked for the, when Hashem asked him what land he wants for him and his descendants, Avram Avinu asked that he should receive the land of Canaan. He wanted to dwell in that area. You know why? The medrash has a fascinating thing. Because he knew that people who lived in that region 
they planted in the season of planting, they harvested in the season of harvesting, they winnowed in the season of winnowing. That's the medrash. What was one do with the other? Yeah, what shaykh? So he wants the land? The answer is yeah. To be able to take what Hashem put into the world and just use it in its usual, regular, normal manner without being like meshuga about it. Avram Avinu said that that's the type of environment that I need to settle in. And that's really what Karka here is representing. V'yomar Rebbe Lazar, and Rebbe says, also, what's the meaning of the Pasuk that says, Eser lo Ezer Kenegdo HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give a man a woman helping him opposite him. You know what it means? Zacha. If a man is pure, you know where the word zuchus comes from? You know what zacha means? It's from the word shemen zayis zach. Olive oil, that's pure. The word zach, for zacha, zuchus, is purity. The, the purer the person is, ozarto, then his wife's able to help him. Lo zacha, but if he does not have that purity, he's not as that ability, connecto, it'll come out opposite him. Now, obviously, there's going to be exceptions to the rule. There's always going to be some element of exception. You're, there's times where a person, chas v'sholem, may end up in a relationship where... You know, the person they marry is simply not a menshlich, a person we'll call it, be it as it may. But what Rebbe Lezer is saying is that the first place that a husband should look within his marriage before looking elsewhere is within myself. That's where I need to look first. If I see that my wife's coming opposite me and stopping my ability to develop and be my best person, I need to figure out first what, you know, is it me? Is there something here? Look inward as opposed to starting by looking outward. Vika Damri, and there are those who say that Rabbi Lazar Rami, Rabbi Lazar actually asked this as a contradiction. He, not to change the pshat, but he, the, the way the, the pshat came about is a little differently. Ksiv Kenegdo, it says, I'm sorry, Ksiv Kenegdo, it's written in the Pasuk as if it was Menagid. Menagid is like pushed away. Now when a person's pushed away, they receive Malkus, Rashi explains. They receive lashes. So it's, it's, it's written Kenegdo, however, we read it with a yud. We read it, Kenegdoi zocha, Kenegdoi loy zocha, misnagdoi. Yeah, if you're zoicha, so then she's gonna, you're, you're gonna merit to have a woman who's, who helps, but otherwise it's gonna feel like a constant whipping that takes place throughout the day. Ashkechei Rabbi Yaisi Dalio, listen to these incredible Gemaras now. Rabbi Yaisi found Elio. He found him, yeah. Yeah, all right. You ever, you ever met Aliyah and Navi? Very nice. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe no. I see him all the time. All the time. Brace, Brace, he wants to meet Aliyah. He said, Aliyah and Navi, Ksiv Esalai Ezer. It says that Akadosh Baruch Hu tells Adam, I've made you a helper. Let me ask you a question. In what way is a, is a Chava helping Adam? What's she adding that he didn't have before? Amar lai Elio Anabi says a beautiful answer. Adam maybe chitin. A man goes out and work. He works the field. Whatever he's doing, he brings home the money. He brings home the wheat. Chitin kaisis. Can you just eat wheat? Pishton. If he brings home flax, pishton leivish. Do you wrap yourself in flax? Meaning, the husband's responsibility is to bring home the raw materials, and the wife builds with it. And creates with it. That is the role of the male and the female within the relationship. Doesn't it come out that she actually helps him see things more clearly? Right? Anybody who's ever uh, been in a relationship with a woman 
grasps that there's that it's 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 an incredible thing how the male forget the the classic stereotypes. It's an amazing thing the way Hashem made the world. A male will always see within myself, within ourselves, we're always going to see things more with das than bina. We're always going to have more logical and uh, basic approach than the bina within us. Women work the opposite. Women's bina is always stronger than their das. Okay, which is why sometimes you could be buying something on something that doesn't really exist. You could build on something which is just a mirage. It's, it's, it's not done like this because the bina is stronger than the das. Is it necessarily there? Not necessarily so. But when the husband brings the das, he brings just what's practically in front, and the woman brings the bina, now all of a sudden you, got, you, uh, you, 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 know, you have something cooking. That's taka, uh, st- a strong partnership over here. The Yomar says, What's the meaning? Of the pasuk that says, "This time is my bone from my bones, and the flesh of my flesh." Adam says, "The woman's taken from my bones, and you cannot move on from this pasuk without telling the following joke." A kid comes home from school. He learns about Adam and Chava. Oh, come on, there's an old one. I shared this eight thousand times probably. And a kid comes home from school. He learns about Adam and Chava. Hashem made Chava from Adam's rib. So he's laying on the couch. And, he, and uh, his mother says, well, no, what's the problem? So he holds his side. He says, I'm not feeling well. Oh, my ribs, I think I'm having a wife. Okay. Uh, he's having a wife. All right, yeah. Adam says, I had a wife. Yeah, a, wo- a woman's taking f- from my bones. Melamed Shabbat Adam al-kol This lets us know an incredible thing. You ready? HaKadosh Baruch who brought all animals and beasts to Adam. So he should get to know them, whether this means in relations, whether this means otherwise. But you know, Adam, we're going to try everything out. However, he only chilled. He only got relaxed, so to speak. He only cooled off. Once Chava was brought to him, that is what completed Adam. The Amar says, of the families of the earth will be blessed. Through you, Avram Avinu, and your children. What does that mean? Hashem says, I have two blessings that I'm going to be mavrich, I'm going to graft you. Rus hamayviya v'nama ha'amoynes. Rus and nama. It is incredible. Rus and nama. Two converts to Judaism. So they were kind of like grafted into Klal Yisrael. Incredible. This is families that are that are dar. They settle in the earth. The bracha comes because of Klal Yisrael. Even boats that that sail on the other side of the world are only blessed because of Klal Yisrael. There's the famous idea. From Rabbi Saul Salanter, that when a Jew does a mitzvah, he does something, uh, you know, he, you do a good thing, which is actually known scientifically as the butterfly effect, where you can have a butterfly in one city in the world and it could cause uh, a tornado somewhere else. Just the, when something small starts in one place, it could keep growing into something else. The actions of a yid really play a very important role in what defines what 
how HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the world. As we have spoken out previously, Hashem tells us, Klal Yisrael, Hashem Tzilchal Yavi Minacha, I am your shadow. However you as the nation live, whatever actions that we do, I will be your shadow. If you act normally, the world will function normally. If we don't act in a regular fashion, the world will not act in a regular fashion. Viyama Rabbi Lazar. And Rabbi Lazar says, Asidin Kobale Karka. All of the craftsmen in the future, in the times of Mashiach, are going to want to live and settle on Karka on land. Incredible. You know what they want to be busy with? Working the land. In the times of Mashiach, is what everybody's going to want to do. They're going to come down from their boats. Anybody who can hold on to the wet shovels, referring to paddles, all the ropes of the ocean, and they will stand, um, and they will stand on the land. Okay. Let's do one more idea, and then I want to explain what this whole concept of land is and karka. And Rabbi Lazar says, as much as it's important that in the times of Mashiach we're going to see everybody's going to want to become farmers and work the land, and yeah, you should know there's nothing more pachas, more call it demeaning, than working the land. They're going to go down to do that. Okay. Now we said after this Gemara we're going to stop and pause. We're going to stop and pause. What's going on over here? Such a chosh of idea, we mamish need to focus on this. Need to focus. And this goes back to what Avram Avinu saw in Canaan. This year is a Shemitah year. It ain't easy being a farmer during Shemitah. And interestingly, if we would be farmers, the Gemara is really letting us know in the name of Rabbi Lazar, if you ever want to really know who's the boss in the world, become a farmer. Completely out of my control. Can a farmer force there to be rain? No. You're not in control of anything. Right? There's a reason why the farmers have their own almanac. Right? They rely on their own uh, mishigas, whatever, you know, their own style, their own thing, whether it's, you know, it's their own thing, whether it's true nowadays, not true. But they always had their own chevra, their own, their own style, the way they work. Because when you work karka, when you work land and you're dependent on land, and interestingly, this goes back to the beginning of the daf where it said an, a person who doesn't have karka is not a person. What's this whole infatuation with real estate, land, soil? The infatuation is, it's letting me know I need to be able to live my life knowing I'm not in control. My livelihood, the way I live, everything is dependent on the Rabbonu Shalom. So in the times of Mashiach, the nations of the world are going to come along and they're all going to work the land. What does it mean work the land? They're going to recognize the hand of God in everything. And this is despite the fact that you'd say, oh, what's working the land? You, just get, you sit in there, you get your jeans dirty, you get your hands dirty. Yeah, it's like a menial uh, labor. It's a, even though physically it looks like it, but it really trains a person how to, how to live in a world of truth. It's a, it's a foundational idea over here. Here we go, let's keep going. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Lazar saw this land. That it was thrown into it, Kruv. Kruv is cabbage. Lepusia. The Kruv was thrown into the 
Pusya. Okay, what does it mean to the Pusya? What this means is, like, um, instead of properly seeding the field, they, the owner or whoever planted it kind of, you know, just like haphazardly um, planted what was there. Omar lay and Rabbi Lezer looked at this and he said, He says, listen, even if you would have planted it properly, becoming a merchant is a much smarter way to go out and earn a living. He's telling the guy, listen, you don't know what you're doing. But if you don't know what you're doing, you might as well go into a, more, a potentially more lucrative uh, field than, uh, than something that's not going to get you anywhere. Rav Rav once went up. I lost Rav Alabe Rav went up to Levaini Shivlei. He the bain is means in between. So he went between Shibolim. Shibolim are stocks. Chazanu de Kanaifan. He saw the stocks. Chazya. He saw that they were being a naifan. Yeah, you know where we have this notary. Yeah, the Kayan will wave the Levian, that's right. Naifa, the, 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 the um, part of the Carbonis, right? So the, the stalks of grain were, shake, were waving back and forth. Omar Luhu, so he said to the grain, Enaft itnufe. If you want to wave, wave. Hafuche be'iska, but being involved in business, Tav Minach is better than you, says Rashi. Fascinating thing. Rav is giving us a very important message. And Rav was viewing these stalks. Imagine seeing life. Is my, you think Rav is a, a chassid over here, you know? Rav's seeing these stalks as being lazy. They're standing there. and They're, just, they're shuckling back and forth. They're waving. Yeah. It looks like they're living the life. Mama's living the life, right? He looks at the stalks. And he says, it looks like you're having a good life, but you should know, people who struggle to earn a livelihood, ultimately, even though it looks more difficult for them, their life has a, a, a lot more value than the laziness that, uh, that you represent. Uh, Rabbi Yasef David shared with me a, a joke. Um, there's two, two Jewish friends. Two Jewish friends, they, uh, have a, they make a pact. Whichever one passes away first, they're going to come back to the other one in a dream. Tell them, tell them what it's like. Okay, Max and Sam. Sam. Sam passes away first. Three months later, he comes back to Max. Max says, no, Sam, what's going on? He says, Max, I got to tell you. It's amazing. Every morning, I wake up. I go down to the river. I go down. It's hot. It's amazing. I lay down, I roll over, relax, I go back up, eat breakfast, go back down to the water, go for a spazier, I go for a stroll, go back up for lunch, yeah, he's telling him that, so Max says to Sam, he says, Sam, it sounds nice, but like, that's what heaven is, he says, heaven? Who's talking about heaven? I'm a buffalo in Montana. All right. So uh, what are we doing? Right? What are we doing? A buffalo in Montana? Like, you know, it says Rob to the stalks. What are you, you're waving back and forth. Yeah, well, you're sitting on the beach all day. You got to hop around something. You got you to gotta, you gotta grab it. 
If a person has a hundred zoos in business, call Yuma Bisrvacham. So then he could enjoy uh, you know, if you're involved in business, you could enjoy meat and wine. If you have a hundred zoos in farming and land, so then be cheap. You should eat salt and cheaper stuff. In other words, you got to make sure you got more more uh, money laying around because it's it's not as reliable. It's not as reliable of a business. But not only that, but um, the earth will cause him to lie down, meaning you're going to be obsessed with taking care of your field. You don't want to lie down the field. You, you can't leave it for a minute. It's going to take him over. And people are always going to be fighting over real estate. Okay, so it's fascinating. As much as they're telling us that land is important, it's telling us the greatest pain is, the, uh, you know, is really what, what uh, gain is coming from. But there's, it's, it's a fa- there's a very deep yisod. There's, there's something very deep happening here where it's going to come back to marriage. And I'll show you, I'll, I'll explain for a moment how. I have an aunt. My, my, my father's sister, Zechariah Levracha, she was a relationship therapist. She would muse how, she would muse that the greatest midos that one partner loved about the other before they were married turned out to be the most terrible thing after they're married. Like before they're married, it's like, oh, he's such a great guy. He's so chilled. He's relaxed. Nothing bothers him. Five years into the marriage, like, can you pay your bills? Can you wake up in the morning? Can you, uh, right? It's like, what do you mean? Before you were married, you loved that he was like chilled and everything. Oh, all right. No, every, you're going to have to take the whole package. If somebody's chilled, they're going to be, you know, and if somebody's, you know, I love, they're a go-getter. They might have a more intense personality. Now it's individually, we want to have, take responsibility to be perfect in all areas. But the practicality is, you know, whatever midos come out in one way will we'll, we'll go in the other. And you see this in land. Land could be a, a pain in the neck, but real estate is necessary. All right. Amar of Papa, of Papa says, Zara, Zara, you should plant, and don't buy it. Honey mevarchan. What a beautiful idea. You hit us. Incredible. Should you buy tomatoes or plant your own tomatoes? He says, plant your own tomatoes. Even if it costs you the same amount. People say, what are you doing? Why are you working? What do you, what do you have to gain? It ends up costing you the same, the same thing. He says, let me tell you something. To work and sow your product, not only is a bracha to be able to do things on your own, and being self-sustaining, literally, but also, if Hakadosh Baruch Hu lets your tomatoes grow, you're you're like opening up a little bit of shefa. You're opening up a little bit of the storehouse of blessing for Hakadosh Baruch Hu to keep sending. It's very interesting. Very very interesting. Uh, Yesod. Very interesting idea. Okay, zavan v'leitezel. It's also better to sell your possessions and not become financially dependent on others. We're now going to talk about in, the importance of being independent. Hani mili bistarki. This applies with um, things that you don't really need. Okay? Bistarki is, uh, Rashi tells us, it's 
uh, things they would lay out on the floor, like a carpet or tile, whatever that is. Avoglima, when it comes to your shirt off your back, Okay, then you should not sell it. It's too risky to sell it. Something that you, li- you mamish need to live, that you should not sell. Meaning, a person should be independent, but up till a certain point. Up till a certain point. And, and not that you should now lose your independence, but you have to know when to sell and when it's like, okay, Adkan, now I got to look, bark up a different avenue. Because if you were to sell your shirt, you don't know you're going to ever get the same quality. Time, the light, Tashpates. Time. Fix the wall. The light, Tashpates. Don't do Shiputzim. Don't do a whole renovation. Shaputz, the Tivni. Okay? And if you want to do Shiputzim, don't better to do that than to build from scratch. What do you say? You hit us. What happens is, what happens is, you walk into your house, like, oh, the front door needs a new uh, coating of paint. So you coat the front door. And you're like, oh, okay, I got a fancy front door. Now I walk into my house and uh, the hooks, the coat hooks look terrible. Yeah? Before you know it, you renovated your whole house. All right? And what happens sometimes in life as well is that we try to overcompensate. We try to overcompensate. The Bovavi, Bovavi Mishkan Evna that we had Shiron talks about this, where he speaks about people get obsessed with the things they do wrong. And they view their whole day as like, oh, I do this Avera, I do this Avera, I do this Avera. And he says, you know what? Not to push it aside, but if we have a weakness, realize that's like a broken door in a palace. You can't just hyper-focus on the door. You have a whole palace of a beautiful life with you. There's so many good deeds that we do, so many mitzvahs, there's so much quality that we bring to the table that to hyper-focus on the whole and say that's everything is a terrible mistake. Not to ignore it, but to know it's a weak door. No, it's a door that fell off the handle. That's the parable that he is. That's what the Gemara here is telling us. If you have, if you have a hole in your wall, don't try to redo the whole thing. Just fix the hole. And if you need a little bit of a renovation, you don't need to knock down the whole thing and start from scratch. Just take care of the problem. It doesn't need to turn into like this whole, you know, uh, the whole, a whole board meeting that's necessary to get, uh, to get the smaller things that are done. Shakola Isaac Bibinyan Mistakin. Anybody who's involved in, in uh, building becomes poor. <laughs> As my mother would say, a home is a ganav. Yeah? A house is a thief. That's what she would tell me. What do you mean? You buy a house, out is git. Next, chas v'sholem, what happens? There's a leak in the basement, the boiler goes out, and uh, yeah, right, no, that. A home's a ganav. The next, a washing machine, the dryer, the this, the that. Things go out, right? He says, a person who is always involved in building something else, what you're opening yourself to is more problems. The more you build, the more problems that can, uh, that can crop up. Kefites zavin ara. However, kefites, you should jump zavin ara with the, fi- with the uh, investment opportunity of real estate. Because real estate isn't... <laughs> Thank you, Rob. <laughs> the, the real estate is something that's always needed. People always need shelter. No matter what this... With technology and everything else. People are always going to need some element of shelter. So if you have a real estate opportunity, go for it. 
but don't jump when it comes to a wife. Person has to make sure, Rashi says, that she has good midos, she has proper midos. As Rav Shach, Zechariah Lavracha, would say, when people would ask him what to look for in a shidduch, he would say three things. Midos, midos, midos. Nechis darga nesiv itza. Ah! You know how to choose someone who to marry? Take a step down. Take a step down. You want to marry a girl from a fancy, wealthy family, more, uh, I live the posh at the life, a simple life. I'm going to marry into this family. Says the Gemara, Nechis Darga, you want to be happy? Marry someone who has less than you. It's going to make you happy. Go down a little bit financially to take a wife. You'll gain from it in the long run. Sak Darga Bechad Shushbina. However, when it comes to friends, friend up. Marry down, friend up. Because when we friend down, that makes us feel, oh, I'm in good shape. Because look, I'm a bigger Yari Shemayim than everybody else, or I'm not doing as bad things as everybody else. We have to make sure to put ourselves in the right environment. People who are a little bigger than us, as the Mishnah states, as the mission of Asder of Nasan. It's better to be the tail of a lion than the head of a fox. Because a fox takes its head and brings it to its tail. Sometimes if we're the leader, we're the best person in the room. So then we could end up like the tail because our surroundings influence us. But a lion brings its tail to its head, says the, says the Mishnah. So it doesn't always feel comfortable to be the tail of a lion. Look, everybody's better than me, a little more than me. They're more learned, whatever it is. Ultimately, if we put ourselves in the right environment... We're going to be able to move up uh, on the lion towards the head as well. And that's the, that's the important message that the Gemara is sharing here as well. Make sure that the f- people we surround ourselves with actually are people who we can improve in life with. And Rabbi Lazar Bar Avina says, This is going back to a concept that we mentioned earlier. Whenever there's misfortune in the world, Realize that it's Klal Yisrael that can do something about it. Again, it's an incredible responsibility to be a Yid. And if there's Tzaras happening, you know what we have to do? Improve ourselves. That's really what it is. Improve ourselves. I have thrown, I have, uh, let, let's, let's uh, translate this step by step. I've cut off Goyim nations. Nashamu um, Nashamu, they've become uh, empty. You know why that's happening? Because of Israel. Anything that goes down, any tsarist that happens, is symbolic of Klal Yisrael not, not clicking on all cylinders. Yuxiv, Amarti, I said, Ach, Tiri, Aisi, Tichi, Musr. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, everything that you see going on in this world, everything you see, Tiri Osi, see me, see Hashem in everything. Tikhi Musr, take Musr from what's going on. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't just listen to the news and start talking politics about this president and that president and this politician. If you don't like what's going on, take Musr. The, the way to start is by improving ourselves, as Rabbi Sol Salanter would, would instruct us. 
Ram, okay, I lost the place, I'm sorry. Rav, have a mifter, Rav Rav was, was leaving the presence of Reb Omar lei, Reb said to Rav, Rachmana litzlach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should be matzal, you Hashem should save you. Bimidi dekashu, Hashem should save you from something that's worse than death. Oh, he says, wow, okay, very nice, I appreciate it. What's worse than death? Mm-hmm. So he figured it out on his own. And he found the Pasuk. says, You know what's worse than death? A bitter woman. Yeah? What happens? How many times does a person die? Once. Yeah? Bitter woman is an ongoing, uh, it, it's an ongoing issue in, uh, in a person's life. Okay. Yeah, because they want to. <laughs> okay. Rav, have a commentary the Listen to these incredible stories, guys. Listen to these incredible stories. Amazing. Chavr, Rav's wife, and I, I want us to think about, the Gemara is now going to tell us about big gedolim with Sholem Bayer's problems. And I think there's a big message in that too. Okay? Something to think about. Rav's wife would be mitzair him on purpose. He had a wife who would purposely drive him nuts. When he would ask his wife to please give him, please, I want lentils for dinner. She would make something sour. She would make chimtzi, something vinegary. Okay. If, if, I'm sorry. Again. I'm sorry, I lost the place. When he said, I want lentils of lechimtzi, she would make him this vinegary dish. Chimtzi, if he said, please, I'm in the mood for a vinegary dinner, of the lechimtzi, she'd give him lentils. Basically, you can never figure out what she's going to make, other than it ain't going to be what he asked for. Fine. Kigadal Chiyabrei. Rav had a very hush of a son whose name was Chia. Okay? His son Chia got older. And he knew what his mother was up to. He knew what his mother was up to. Apichle. Sarav, when he would get hungry, would say to Chia, he says, Chia, please tell mom I want lentils. So Chia would go to his mother, he said, Ma, Tati said he wants chimtzi. Omar Sarav said to Chia, Ah, your mother's shaping up. Yeah, she started making him his proper dishes. Omar Lechia said, uh, Dad, not really. <laughs> Mom's not shaping up, but like, I came up with a chap, you know? I, I figured out her pattern of thinking. And I know who the Kafichnala, whenever he asked me, I figured out like what she would change it to. So I switched it. Omar Lechia, people say, The kids who come from you sometimes are the ones who are going to teach you. At but still, you're, you, my son, I have to be mechanech you, you don't do that to your mother. If your father asks you for something, even though you're looking out for his best interest, it's not good for you to start lying. And therefore, I prefer to get the wrong dinner than to have a son who lies to his mother to help his father. So he prefers. Incredible. The, huh? the, the obvious question is, why didn't he do this on his own? 
because of because of the midas. Yeah, he did a, the, yeah. Rabbi Rabinsky is pointing out that from the, you think Rav didn't chop this by himself, right? He could, I mean, we all know how to pull stick, but we need to pull stick, you know? Like he got so he he was emma stick for this, right? He was he didn't want to mess around with that. But notice something that's so incredible. My mother also, my mother's a Just to quote her again, she she shared with me a few years ago that. Um, we, it, the, the topic of Rabbanos came up and community work and she told me, she said, you know, people talk about family first and all those things and making sure not to forget your kids and your wife and all that important. She said, it's, it's all true and it's not, not talking, but she said, I want to add a detail. I want to add a detail. Sometimes we think, sometimes we think that you know, there's a trade-off between our family, helping Klal Yisrael, how much we could do for, for people. She said, how do you know what your kid is, what your child's going to become? Maybe, maybe, by you investing in your child, your child's abilities are going to far outshine you, and your investment in them is going to lead to multifold more help for Claudius than you could have ever done. Wow. You think you're helping Claudius Yisrael now? Invest in your... Because Baruch gave you this child. Take care of this child. Because you don't even know. You think you... You don't know, you don't know what you're investing in. That's, a, and it's a, that's what Rav's telling Chia. He says, you know, people say, You know, sometimes the children that come from us are the ones that actually expand us much further than our own abilities... Would have ever been. Ravchia have a commentarily de bisu. Ravchia's wife. You know what you learned from here? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's something. Ravchia have a commentarily de bisu. Ravchia's wife would give him tsaris. Ki have a mishkach midi. When Ravchia would find something that she liked. He would wrap it inside of a handkerchief, and he would bring it to her. Okay? What do you see from here? You take care of your wife. Yeah? His wife wasn't the best wife. Whenever he found something that she would appreciate and enjoy, he'd bring it home for her. So Rav says, Yeah? Your wife is just causing you tsaras. Why do you keep going out of your way to give her stuff. Omar Lei, Reb said, Dayeno, Isn't it enough that she raised my children? And because of her, I was saved from sin. I didn't have any impure thoughts with anybody else. Bottom line is, I have a marriage to her. She has my children. He focused on the good that she brought to the table. And by focusing on the good, he says, listen, all right, no. He didn't even focus on the weaknesses. He just had appreciation. When you have ongoing appreciation, which is who we are as, as Yidin, by the way, we're called Yehudi. We're called grateful, thankful people. That's what Yehudi means at its root. So that, that was his focus. Makri the Rav Yehuda would read the following Pasuk to his son, Rav Yitzchak. Worse than death is a, is a woman who's, you know, not Zaycheh. Marley, she says, man. He says, really, which woman is so terrible that she's worse than death? 
Says Rabbi Yehuda, your mother. Ah, Gavaldik. They were sitting in the kitchen. His wife was there. No, I'm kidding. Okay, fine. So he says, you know, sir, says your mother. Says Gemara, one second. What's going on here? Rabbi Yehuda taught his son Rabbi Yitzchak. You want to be happy. You know what brings contentment to a person? A person's wife of their youth. Your source will be blessed. And you'll be misameach with the wife of, of, your, of your younger years. And the Buddha said, oh, your mother is the one who brings incredible joy. Says the Gemara to answer. And this goes back to what we shared earlier from Antester. <laughs> right? Maskif tekifa va'avure mi'avro b'mila. His wife, Rabbi Yitzchak's mother, Rabbi Yehuda's wife, would get angry easily, but she would be pacified easily. And therefore, when Rabbi Yehuda saw the anger of his wife, he'd point this out to Rabbi Yitzchak to teach him a message in Midos, but he would also point out to him the greatness of his mother's Midos, in that she could be pacified easily. And sometimes you could have a person, right? They're very emotional, impulsive, whatever. So it's a two-way street, right? Sometimes there, there's a lot of mindless to it, but you have to know how to channel it. And I guess at the right time, in the right place, you could ask the question, shouldn't a father always speak positively, a husband always speak positively of the wife? Yeah, absolutely, particularly in our, in our day and age. But uh, you see from this Gemara that apparently there was a time where a Yehuda felt the need to teach his son Rebbe to notice particular things. Okay. Says Gemara, What is considered a wife who's an Ishara? What's an Ishara? Amr Abai, Mekashta le Tacha, Umakshale Puma. Okay. A woman who makes dinner and then berates her husband. All right? She makes dinner and um, is like, you know, and then uh, doesn't give her husband any sort of. Uh, Relaxation to enjoy the meal. Rava Omar Mekashtole Tacha Umahadrole Gaba. A woman who does what needs to be done, we'll call it, you know, make sure there's food around, but then refuses to, to uh, acknowledge him. Okay, we'll say constantly giving the husband the cold shoulder where she's, she doesn't want to show any sort of emotional relationship. It's a relationship of. You bring home the money, and I'll cook dinner. And that's where our connection ends. That is raw. That is bad for a relationship. Am Rav Chama Barchanina. Rav Chama Barchanina says, By the way, before we move on, just to mention, just to mention, if a person ever has a Shalom bias issue, not even necessarily a majorly severe one. You get in, I get into an argument with my wife and we, we disagree with each other, something that happened earlier in the day. And you come home from work, you come home for whatever it is, every spouse deserves a smile. You can argue about it in 30 seconds. But never be, as men, we should, every, nobody wants to come home to a cold place. Every time you see your wife, Make sure the first, you could be it, not shove anything under the rug. Give a smile. Give a smile. We have to make sure that our wives know 
they feel taken that they're taken care of, and then afterwards you can deal with it. But to just always have a cold shoulder is a, it's a, it's such a painful place to be. Once a person marries a wife, his sins are mispakik. You know, like a pakak. They become a traffic jam. They got plugged up. Okay. They got plugged up. There's certain averus that could have happened before that kind of like she's able to stop. Person who found a wife, found good. And the expression of being plugged up. Uh, which is going to find a favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In Eretz Yisrael, when a man would marry a woman, they, everybody would show up to the chasna. And Amalei they would say, No, Matzah, I might say, No, what'd you find? You got a keeper? Or you got a problem? I don't recommend you go to somebody's chasna and ask them this question. I'm hoping that if they're at their wedding at least, yeah, they're like, they're like, what's your problem? Yeah, we don't have, but you know, you know why they would say this? It's because of the Gemara we said earlier, and that is what we're really saying to the groom is you're going to decide what's happening over here because nobody's always consistent with everything, and it's incumbent on the man to initially, at least, as much as we can. Again, God forbid if there's abuse or something else going on, that's a whole different conversation, but as far as the Temperature in the home. We say to the chassan, it's really up to you to determine how things are going to move forward. Amar Rava, Rava says, Isha Ra'a, mitzvah legarsha. If a person has an Isha Ra'a, there's a mitzvah legarsha. Very important Gemara. Sometimes we think, sometimes we think that no matter what, it's an Avera to get divorced. It's not true. There's a mitzvah of getting for a reason. At the right time. Now the Mizbeach cries, the altar cries, and a person's obligated to do their utmost to ensure that they have a lasting relationship. The Gemara is saying, you can't be dumb either. Can't be dumb either. Amar Rav, Yisha Rav, Mitzvah Gash, Dechsev, Garash, Leitz. Divorce the Leitz, the scorner. Ve'yetzei Madon, ve'yishbais din, ve'kolein. And the judgment and everything else, and the Yishbais, Sheves, the embarrassment, uh, will will uh, go away. Vyama Rav and Rav says, If a person marries a bad wife, okay, again, a wife who does not want to be connected to her husband, whatever, for whatever reason, okay, but but it's too much money to get divorced. Sarasa Bitsida. You know what the Gemara says? Now this was at a time where you were allowed to. Take a second wife. What's that? Once, shame on you. Twice, uh-huh. shame on me. <laughs> okay, very good. Okay. <laughs> you mess up twice, that's your own. No, but says the Gemara, take a second wife. You know why? The second wife will create a little bit of competition, and the first wife will realize you mean business. Okay. The Amriyenshi Bechaverta Veloi Besilta. Yeah, that uh, it, to, to, you know, a person takes a greater message with having another person with them as opposed to a actual thorn. What time is it? All right, let's, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. V'yam HaRav HaRav says, Kosha Ishara Kiyayim Sagrir A difficult woman is like a rainy day. Shanamar Delef Tired V'yayim Saskir V'yayim Medyanim Nishtava That like rain coming on a rainy day is similar to a wife that 
that is always arguing. Rav says, Come see how great a good wife is. And how difficult a bad wife is. How great is a good wife? You find the right person. You find And it's referring to a wife. You see, the Torah itself, the Pasuk itself is praising uh, the, the, the good wife. And if the Pasuk Incredible. Yeah, you hear this? What is Taiva? Is referring to the woman or referring to Tyra? She says like this, if it's referring to both, we're mamish comparing a woman to a safer Tyra. A woman who's zaycha. Okay? Anisha Taiva is compared mamish to a Tyra. Now, interestingly, the Torah is considered a kala because both a, a wife helps a person become complete. The Tyra helps a person become complete. Kamara Isha Ra. And how difficult, unpleasant, it is to have an isha rod. referring to the woman. We see how difficult it is. Terrible. Yeah, it's worse than death. Fine. Same thing. It says the post. I'm going to bring against them an evil that they will not be able to leave from. What do you mean he can't run away from it? It's a difficult marriage. And the divorce costs too much money. There's ksuva is too high. Nasati nisonani Hashem biyadi. Hashem has given over to me. And I cannot get up. Guys, mamish feels like overwhelmed and totally knocked out. They said in Yisrael, This is talking about somebody who's mezainais, whose food is dependent on his money. What does that mean? Basically what Rashi says is, you're completely dependent on the stock market. Because um, really money is nothing. All money can do is get you things that you need. It can also purchase some conveniences. But what, what does money do? Guess the moment money doesn't become worth anything, you can't get what you need. So that's a difficult place to be in. With inflation and everything else going up, okay, shkoyach. Yeah, a, a million dollars used to be a lot of money. With uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, uh, a million dollars is not what it used to be, and that's uh, you know, and that is a person who feels overwhelmed and feels like oh, like financially in a, in a troubling place. Your children, your your sons and daughters will be given over to other people. Amar of Khanan bar Rav Amar Rav. Rav Khanan says the name of Rav. Zu Eishes Ha'av. This is referring to Eishes Ha'av, referring to a stepmother. Okay? Meaning, when you have your own children and then you get married, so now your children have a stepmother. And it's a blended families. is something that takes a lot of work. Begoy Novol Achisim, with a Goy Novol, a low nation, I will anger them. It's referring to the tzedukim. That the low person said in his heart, there's no God. Referring to somebody who does not believe in the Rebbein. We learned in the Rebbein. These are the people of the place called Barbaria and the place of Matrunoi. Who are these people? Shemahalchim arumim b'shuk. They have no embarrassment. They walk without any clothes in the marketplace. 
mamish literally like animals. There's no, there, there's nothing unique about humanity over animals to them. There's nothing more disgusting in front of Hashem, a person like that. You know why? You think Hakadosh Baruch who cares if people aren't wearing clothes? You think it bothers him? No. What bothers him is that you have humans that don't understand their incredible value as humans. I'm walking around like a dog, unclothed. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "Ayve, it's terrible. I created the world for humanity, and you have people walking around, lowering themselves to be like they think they're animals. It's terrible." It's referring to the Chabarim, Rashi's Chabarim, people who were anti-Semites, they brought a lot of Tzaras for Klal Yisrael, as we're about to see. Rabbi Echanan says, Asu Chabar Lebavol, the Chabarim came to Bavol, Shagi Nafal, and he fell over, he's like, Nafal, he fell off his chair, so to speak. Amrulei Mekabli Shukta, they take bribes, Taritz Yosef, he says, okay, you know, this is how Jews have gone throughout the centuries, right? You have anti-Semites, oh, huh? He's like, oh, I can't handle this. They said, listen, they accept bribes. All right, he got back on his chair. He's like, this is something that Claudius Rolls used to, unfortunately. Kazu al Shlaisha. And they made Xer about three things. Um, the, did I read that correct? Kazu uh, al Shlaisha, yeah. The, the Chabarim made three decrees. Shabichanan says, Mipnei Shlaisha. Okay, whatever decree they made, whatever decree they made, really, we know that it came because of the sins of Klal Yisrael. And therefore, if we fix ourselves up, that could be fixed up. They said you can't have meat. Shabichanan said, because we weren't careful to give the meat to the Kahanim. Bathhouses, because people aren't careful about going to the mikveh. Shachvi. They said they're, they're, they're taking out the, the bodies. He says because people are following the Yom Taivim of the Goyim. Yeah, Lahavdil, so to speak, nowadays in America. People celebrate December 25th, Shalom, and things like that. He says, you know, that, that's why because Baruch Hu's, if they're celebrating at the wrong time, because Baruch is giving other reasons to mourn. It's the removal of bodies from the ground. Because the Averus of those who are alive, the dead are taken out of the ground. Last piece of Gemara for today, and then we'll hold it here. The Puzzle says they will not gather together or bury. They will be like excrement on earth. And it says that it's better to be dead than to be alive. But I don't understand. Yeah, if we're not going to bury the dead, why are people going to want to die? In this world, unfortunately at times people become such sinners that they would have been better off, better off to not have been alive in this world because they're constantly doing Averis and unfortunately that's lowering them to lower places in Gehenim. We'll hold it here for today. We're up to Kosov B'Sei for Sisra. And Bez Hashem, we will pick up from here tomorrow evening, 6.45. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.